Well, this isn't good. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Angels, your team every day. And we want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Um, Some quick housekeeping before we get into this. I'm going to be frank. It's going to be kind of depressing. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, sorry about the late release on Wednesday. Still kind of getting used to the operating system on here. So um, I really like to release the podcast first thing in the morning. So you get this on your way home or at the gym or wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, Came out a little bit later. Hopefully I got those bugs all fixed and this should be out first thing Friday morning. Another thing I forgot to mention, and someone asked me about this on Twitter, and I meant to bring it up last podcast, but I totally spaced it. YouTube is still a thing for uh, Locked On Angels. We are in the process of moving things over to to myself so I can uh, simulcast this podcast audibly, auto, I can't even speak right now, audibly and visually. So, Obviously, this week has been no YouTube, but I think we got everything figured out. So YouTube will be making a return on Monday with the Monday mailbag. So we definitely want to check that out. And if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, definitely look up Locked On Angel. Subscribe there. I believe Steve had a goal of a thousand sub- sub- subscriptions. Wow, it's been a day already. Subscriptions before opening day. And that's still going to be our goal. Hopefully opening day isn't delayed and that's kind of where we start this episode. Obviously all week, not only myself, but I think just the baseball community, even if you listen to other podcasts, Angel Podcasts, Baseball Podcasts, or other other team podcasts, I think the overall sense was this was going to be the week that stuff was going to get done. You're going to get major news that comes out of Florida because the fact of the matter is that the owners and players were meeting every single day this week. So obviously you figured, well, they only met like three times in the, since December. So putting them in a room for two, three, four days in a row, something, some, anything had to come out. And as we sit here now, obviously, if you're listening to this later on on Friday, something crazy could happen. But as we sit here right now, very, very limited movement on either side has happened. And with the owner's deadline of February 28th, to get a deal done or else there will be cancellations of games, which I thought was a very pivotal word, cancellations. They didn't say postponements. They didn't say anything like that. They said cancellations. So they're not going to make up games. I once talked to Jeff Fletcher of the OC Register on All Angels podcast, and he said an option could be them playing double headers, especially if it's not too far into the season. But now with the word cancellations, that doesn't even seem like an option on the board. So who we are. The end of February, spring training should be pretty much in full swing. I think you're they're planning to have full squad report dates, I think, on the 22nd or 23rd. This weekend was supposed to be the first games of spring training. And now we are here, fans, in a holding pattern. And quite frankly, it's it's getting more and more dim as the week progresses. You know, you would understand if there's been a minimal, or not minimal, but there's been more than minimal conversation it, it it just seems that they get into a room they talk they don't like anyone offers i'm talking about players and owners they go to their separate rooms and they talk there you don't get much out besides that 
And it's frustrating as fans. It's so frustrating that this seems to have everything at its fingertips. You're going to meet every week or every day this week. You're going to be in the same room finally instead of over Zoom or over, you know, uh, telephone like they were doing before. So it felt like coming into this week, all the things lined up to get some kind of good news by at least, you know, you would think Thursday, maybe Friday so possibly, but at least by Thursday, you would have something, something resolved. But we have, like I said, we sit here and there's not much resolved at all. If anything, um, it is very, very concerning as a fan to see, wow, we might not actually get this season going. And I've said before that I thought 150 games was a reality, could be a reality. But the fact that it's like kind of now sitting right there in front of you, that possibility, and quite frankly, seems like the reality is something totally different. If this these group of people, owners and players, don't seem to get what is going on with fans needing this game. It, honestly, and it might be totally different if 2020 didn't happen, the COVID season. But COVID happened. You had a 60-game season. 2021 happened. A lot, a lot of teams had um, capacity limits for, for part of the season, Angels included. I don't, I don't think... I think the first month or two months, they were limited capacity, and then they went back to full, but it was still something different than what you were used to as fans. And so now the fans feeling like this pandemic is somewhat behind them are are really, really thirsty to get, I guess, a, so, a, a somewhat regular season behind them or in front of them, and it's just not happening. And I think for for fans, that is a really, really hard pill to swallow and it's just something that i think the owners and the players and i i I honestly i put i'm trying to put as much responsibility on one side as the other it you hear the saying it takes two to tango it just seems like when one says one thing the other one doesn't even want to listen to the other side and they are both really really set in their in their principles and what they want and what they feel is right and who am I here to say that they're they're wrong about what they feel is right? But it does not help the fans get any kind of. I mean, this is the time of year where you're supposed to be hype and teams put out hype videos and show you clips of even if it's um, pitchers taking fielding practice, they put those videos out and, and and people get all hyped for it. But yet, it still doesn't seem like they are worried about the fans getting ready for a season, getting hype for the season. You just hope by the time whenever this happens, whenever this gets signed, that it's not too late for some of these casual fans. This is the time of year where I pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolutions to eat right thanks to Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compared to candy bars which usually are around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. 
They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to keep stock on all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seamless intimidating questionings and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer that has access to rockauto.com at home and even in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So some of the good guys to follow on Twitter, obviously, are people like Jeff Passens, Jesse Rogers from ESPN have also been uh, tweeting about these negotiations and these meetings daily. And that helps us fans kind of feel like what's happening, but also is honestly part of the reason why I think the fans are so frustrated more so than any other year, because we know that they're there. We know that they're talking and we know there's been no real movement on either side. And this is from Jeff Passan today on Thursday um, as we record this. He says, and I quote, meetings are done. Progress was minimal. There are four days left for MLB and the MLBPA to get a new labor deal or the regular season games are going to be canceled. They have four days to move and there's been next to nothing, just incremental. And that's that. And I think that's, again, the biggest part of this is that it'd be different if they knock some things down or lock some things up as far as the negotiations, whether it be the the draft lotto, the, you know, CBT, which which to me is very surprising. Everything you're kind of hearing out, hearing right now come out, it's almost everything but the CBT, but yet the CBT, the competitive balance tax or the luxury tax for some people, um, that seems to be talked about very, very minimal. And it seems like that is the biggest hurdle for these guys to get over. And yet they have talked literally nothing about it. And that I think is a huge, huge set uh hang up on these negotiations. If one side gives in, I think you'll have an, a huge, you know, progress that happens from it, but who's going to give in, you know, or even maybe not even given totally, but at least move a little bit. It seems like these both these parties are deal uh, heels dug in at two ends of the table and are not really willing to meet in the middle at all. And that can stem from something as simple as the last uh, collective bargaining agreement, and I believe it was 2016 or 2017, somewhere around there. I think it's like so. I think I think the the 2016 they agreed to it 2017 it actually kicked in but there 
and I think this is pretty well known, the players got the real raw end of that deal. Say what you want about, you know, the owners being greedy and the owners having already too much money and, and, and only worried about that. But they were able to get the upper hand on the players. And for a while now, or for a while, the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, when you look at the four major sports, baseball was always considered like the strongest union than, you know, obviously football or basketball or anything like that. But the players really got, the like I said, the bad end of the deal last time. Now, I don't know what's the right way to come into this negotiation just knowing that if I'm a if I'm on the player side truthfully do I sit there and realize that wow we really got screwed in this last deal and do I try to work my way up the mountain little by little because let, let's be honest whatever happens whatever happens tomorrow Sunday you know a week from today whatever happens with the deal it gets signed there is a very good chance that we're in the same situation five years from now. And that's and that's the honest truth. Because I think whoever, quote unquote, wins these negotiations, whoever flinches first, is going to go all out for the next time, for the next negotiations. So if I'm the players right now, do I sit here and try to get a little back from last time and then the next collective bargaining, get a, a little back next time after that to you where you gradually work your way up the mountain or, and this is what it seems like they're doing. They're trying to get the whole chunk back right away. And cause then now you get into these guys that are being the representation of the players are now are, are all older guys, Matt Scherzer, Garrett Cole, you know, you've seen the names that have been at these meetings. They're all older guys. So realistically, they're worried about this CBA and they're not really worried about the next CBA because they're probably not going to be in, in in the league by then. I mean, if Scherzer's still pitching in five years, good for him. But I think if you're going to take a bet on it, I think the safe bet would be that he isn't. So you have guys there that are negotiating this CBA, trying to get the best out of this CBA, but maybe don't have the biggest long-term vision on it. You have guys like Cole and Serzer and these high-paying players at these meetings because why? Because they're veterans, because they've been around the block, because they, you would think they have the ears of the locker room? I don't know. But I also think it's kind of misleading that they are it's kind of weird that they're they're representing the like 98 97% of the players union that are like in arbitration or pre-arb cuz let's be honest like a lot of these guys that are in the union you have your all-stars you have your superstars but the 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 meat the meat of that of of these teams are guys that are in that first to like fifth season of their service time and it's just it's mind-boggling to me why there's not some younger guys in those meetings and i mean younger guys that are already 
proven, you know, um, and I know these guys have their contracts. I know these guys are highly paid, like the Tatises and the Vlad Juniors and the um, Acunas. But why not have some of these guys at least there to, you know, they probably have the ear of more of the younger players anyways. They probably have the ear of guys their age that, yes, Tatis has this huge deal. Yes, you know, I don't think Guerrero's hit a big deal yet, but there's going to be a time where these guys are going to have another big deal. And they should be also helping lay the groundwork for when that happens. And as far as I know, those guys are nowhere near there. You know, I think the players need to have a bigger, because, you know, I, 40 times 30, it's a shit ton of players. Be honest. But there's only 30 owners. So I think there needs to be a larger representation of players at these meetings other than the five guys that are, to be frank, in the twilight of their careers. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know necessarily the best way of fixing this, but I am worried that there's no way to fix this. This is going to be the deal with the CBA from now until literally the game ends, whether that's, you know, if you go on Twitter, some people might think that's going to be in the next five years or the next 25 years, whatever. But there's something that needs to be fix from the ground up and the system that they're that are here that's here now doesn't seem to be working and every cba just seems to be putting a band-aid on a bigger and bigger and bigger gash football might be over the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your number one source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So sorry to be Mr. Debbie Downer, but it, it's frustrating and it sucks that it seems like two groups of people who are very stubborn and you can understand why they're very stubborn. Owners do make a ton of money. Owners are used to making tons of money, but they're also in the business of not losing money. And you might ask, well, they're not losing money. Obviously, they're gaining money, this and that. Yeah, yes, I know they're probably still making hand over fist, but it's an investment, man. Like if I look at it like I invested into and I don't and I'm going to sound really old for this, but I think Bitcoin, like whatever that is, like but I hear about it all the time. If I invested $15 in it when it first started and it's going and it's going and why would I pull out when it's still going up? It's an investment. I wanted to keep on growing. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, that's kind of what these MLB teams are for owners. They're investments. They're not, I got to win at all costs. I think I talked about it on the last podcast. It seems like owners in the past, whether it be Gene Autry or whoever, 
owned a team and took pride on what that team did on the field. Now, it looks like owners take pride in how much money they make off their team. Even if that team is 500, even if that team is, you know, 70 wins, even if that team makes it to a division championship, whatever it is, it it just seems like those owners really worry about how much money this team makes so they can kind of flaunt it to their friends, the other owners. And now that puts Rob Manford, who is getting a ton of heat, and some of it, I think, rightfully so. But I will say this, on Manford's behalf, and I I know people are going to hate it, but man, he's just a puppet in this. Let's be honest, he's a puppet. He's doing what the owners tell him to do. His job literally, and I think this is for any commissioner, whether it be NFL's Roger Goodell or NBA's David Stern, not David Stern, that was an old guy, uh, that's an old one, um, Silver, forgetting his first name. But anyways, back to the point. Commissioners are more like shields for the owners. They are the PR guy. They are their lawyer. They are out there to take the arrows and knives from fans, from the players, from whoever, the media. But in reality, he has nothing to do with it. His, his biggest worry, Manfred, Manfred, is eight. Eight owners. Seven owners, actually. Seven owners. Because that eighth owner is what can get him out of his job. So if he has 23 owners on his side saying he's doing a good job, doing what they're paying him to do, he keeps his job. So yeah, it, it hurts the teams. It hurts the fans. That dude's trying to keep his job. And it sucks because I think the, he is the villain. If you watch a movie, he's the, he's the street level guy. He's the guy selling the drugs. He's the guy, you know, interacting with, with the clients, so to speak. But he works for a bigger guy. He works for a bigger cartel type of uh, organization. But when the cops come, he's the one that gets busted. He's the one that ends up in prison to use the cop or use the movie metaphor. And that's exactly what these owners are using him for. You take all the brunt of what, what's happening and we'll, we'll pretty much live scot-free. And that's unfortunate. But God, it's so frustrating to know that he himself cannot individually do anything. He needs 23 other owners to ratify an agreement or uh, come to an agreement on a CB uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement. He just can't say, yep, that's the deal. We'll take it. Because like I said, if eight owners don't like it, he's out. He's out of the job. And now you have another guy who's seen what just happened maybe even more even being more of a puppet for the owner. So he's in a tough spot. Players in a tough spot because they got really, really raked over the coals in the last agreement five years ago. This is ugly. This is probably the worst. And you've heard it from other experts that covered baseball. This is probably the worst relation, working relationship between the players and the owners in a long, long time. And hopefully it gets fixed. Hopefully... There's some good news coming out of this weekend. 28th is Monday. So there is four days as we record this. My hopes aren't high. There's been very little movement. And it seems like the collective, uh, the 
competitive balance tax is still yet to be even addressed. And that's the biggest thing to be done. So fingers crossed. Hope it works out. If not, you know, here comes 150 games and maybe you lose some fans. Maybe some fans are okay with it. Maybe some fans will never come back. I, I, I don't know, but that is something that is going to have to be a wait and see because it is frustrating. And I'm like a lot of fans where it's just, I've told this to a friend, you know, you, if you're of a certain age, you know, the green day song, wake me up when September ends at this point, I'm just wake me up when March ends because by then I'll know if there's games or there's no games at all. So we'll have to wait and see fingers crossed that they're able to get something done. So that's going to wrap up for this week. My first week here at all at, um, Ooh, I almost said that my other podcast, my old podcast here at Locked On Angels. Um, again, still working out the kinks. We should be back on YouTube. So look up Locked On Angels, subscribe, set an alert, all that stuff. So you know when the video is posted. We're also going to be trying to do YouTube exclusive type of material. We are going to try to be um, multimedia, if you will. We will have the podcast on there. We will have obviously this version on it of it on there, but looking forward to do more visual stuff on there. Um, obviously it kind of sucks because there is no spring training, but the spring training caps did come out. I did mention that I think a couple, uh, on Monday's podcast, looking forward and getting mine in the mail and we can kind of compare it. If you're a hat person, like I am kind of compare it between, uh, years past of spring training caps. And that's obviously going to be a, like a YouTube exclusive because, me explaining baseball caps here on just a podcast makes zero sense. So like I mentioned, definitely go to YouTube, subscribe, um, put a, an alert on there. And maybe at some point we will do some kind of a live YouTube where I can get your guys's reactions in real time. I did it a couple of times before with the all angels podcast and actually worked out really well. Hoping, hopefully going to do that with this, uh, with this version of Locked On Angels as well. But like I said, um, we'll be back on Monday. Next week should be a little bit of fun. We are going to, throughout the next couple weeks, barring a, um, I think barring a signing of a CB, CB uh, collective bargain agreement, we'll be looking, or even if they do, we'll be looking at um, where the Angels rank in certain categories in the division, whether it be starting pitching, bullpen, uh, lineup. And a lot of that's going to be based on what we know right now, and that can all switch. But something to look forward to next week, we are going to do the mailbag on Monday and also to uh, look out for the the tweet on, I'll probably put it out Saturday to where if you have any options, if you have any questions, you can comment on our Twitter at LockedOnAngels. Again, I know there's people are running out of questions, but if you have new questions, opinion questions, or even questions about myself being the new host, more than willing to take them. But again, thank you for this first week. It's been a challenge, a fun challenge, but it's been a challenge. I enjoy it. Enjoy the feedback. So again, please, anytime you want to, um, Anytime you want to have an opinion or think how this podcast can get better or anything like that, make sure you uh, message us at 
um, locked on angels or on my Instagram at halo underscore Haven on Instagram. And we also have a Twitter, but either way you message us there, DM us there. We will take it into serious, um, consideration because at the end of the day this podcast is built for people like us fans so i definitely want to get your opinion on stuff i definitely want to see what is good what is working what is not working how can we how can we twerk this how can we make it to where everyone's enjoying their time each day with this podcast thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day now make your second listen of the day locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is now free and available wherever you get podcasts. Again, thank you for my first week. Really enjoyed it. Look out for that tweet for your questions for Monday's Mailbag, and we will see you next week.